Hey, this is Rachel Friedman, and you are listening to The Wellness Boss. Look, the entry bar in the coaching industry is really low. So to compete in the coaching industry, you have to be really fucking good at your craft. That's why every week I will be sharing my tips, tools, and stories to help you become the best coach possible for your clients. Truthfully, guys, let's be real. This is the backbone of your business, and it's what's going to make you a sought-after coach with a thriving business. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. It is Rachel. Are you guys so, so excited? I am so excited um, for this evening's training, for this challenge. It is going to be like a party. So when you jump on, let me know that you're here. Give me a, a like, a heart, a something. Maybe just say hi. Let me know where you're listening in from. And if you end up listening to this later, which I am sure will happen as it does, I know a lot of people end up just watching the replay, then you can go ahead and just write replay in the comments. And hopefully you got your playbook. If you haven't gotten the playbook yet, you will be getting the playbook in the replay. And just make sure that if you're listening now and you didn't sign up and you want the playbook, you want the workbook, you want the questions, all the goods, then it's really important that you sign up through the link. Or you can also DM me and I can actually obviously just add you. Anyways, we're going to get started right away. I know that, um, I really like things to start and finish when they say they're going to. I really honor and respect that. I actually grew up, um, love my mother very much, but on Siegel, what we called Siegel Standard Time, she was always, always late. So actually not being on time gives me a little bit of anxiety. I've had to do a lot of work on it. So um, yeah, I see a couple of people joining us now, which is super, super fun. All right, so here we go. We're gonna get right into all of the juice, all of the goods, and I know that's I know that's why you're here. So let's talk about it, guys. We're here to build confidence as a coach and for you to start attracting clients into your coaching programs. Okay, just like you, when I first started my coaching business, oh, Bama decided he wants to join us, was, oh, I was overwhelmed with self-doubt and I had a lot of uncertainty. I would take one step forward and then two steps back. And I was exhausting myself. I was leaking energy everywhere. So I get it, I know what that's like. And, but I knew in my heart, I knew in my soul that this was the work that I was put on this planet to be doing. But the fear, like I had so much fear of not getting it right was really slowing me down and holding me back. Let's be real, I like to get things right. You can just give me a thumbs up or a one in the comments if like me, you like to get things right. Um, I know I'm not the only one out there that likes to get things right. So it took me getting some really hardcore coaching um, from my coach at the time and a lot of trial and error, but also I had to do some deep work on some default subconscious programming in order to really embody and to be able to step into my gifts. 
So my promise for all of you tonight is that you will leave this challenge feeling more confident and know what you need to do to start attracting your dream clients, okay? Right now, my guess is some of you are spending time working on creating a perfect program for your future clients, right? Like spending a lot of time thinking about that, maybe trying to design it in advance. Maybe you're trying to come up with different things to post on social media, but then you just end up scrolling and find yourself comparing yourself to everyone else on the internet. Or maybe you're just dreaming about this business right now, but you actually haven't taken any steps or real action towards making or taking it to the next step, moving it forward. Any of this sounds familiar, go ahead and give me a thumbs up just so I know I'm on the right page as I know these were so many of the things I was doing as I was getting started. Actually, even after I got started, even after I actually had some clients. So I wanna just introduce to you guys for a second what I call the beliefometer. All right, hopefully you guys can see the beliefometer. Last time I did one of these um, master classes, I tried to do it with sharing slides and that did not work at all. So here is the beliefometer and you can kind of rate yourself where you currently are on the beliefometer. And FYI, the beliefometer is not really something I made it up. Actually, I made it up with the help of a coach friend, Daisy who I, I love, she's in a mastermind with me. All right, so at the very one end of the beliefometer, we have the imposter, right? And then you can see from the imposter, you move into the doubtful phase, to the uncertain phase, to the curious phase. Then we get to the other side where you start to float in the confident phase, the certainty phase, and then you become that expert level coach. So you can go ahead right now and just kind of think, where am I on the beliefometer? And the goal is obviously we want to get you all the way to that expert level coach. And I want you to know that wherever you are right now, like right now, if you're more in the imposter, doubtful or uncertain phase, it's not a problem. You are not alone. I actually want to tell you about Diana. So Diana, when we met, was doing a lot of the same things when she first came to me, right? She knew in her heart she wanted a coaching business, but she didn't quite feel ready. And she spent a lot of time in what I'm gonna tell you is the novice phase of her business. She came to me and we coached her really hardcore on all of her insecurities, her need for everything, wanting everything to be just right. So I'll just let you know, Diana is a doctor. So obviously she's gone through medical school. So obviously there's a little bit of perfectionism there. Maybe you relate to that. And we also had to coach on some of her unconscious money blocks. Little by little, we peeled off these layers now I want to tell you about Diana. So now she has a five figure, I think she's averaging like five figures a month in our coaching business. She's only working three days a week and she has three beautiful kids that she spends her other time just being a mom. Okay. So this is what's possible when you do this work. So I definitely want you to stick around till the end because I'm going to give you the exact way I hit my first fifth first six figures in my coaching business and how I really developed my skills as a coach. So I went from feeling shaky and uncertain before each call to having this supreme confidence in knowing that whatever my clients threw my way, 
I could help them with, I could navigate it. Doesn't that sound good? So over the years, I've come to recognize coaches. They come to me in four different phases. And I want to just take you through these four different phases to help you see and identify where you might currently be at. It's always good to know where we're at. We all know where we want to go. So for example, if we went to the mall right now, right? And we went to a new mall, you've never been there, right? And let's just say you were at Nordstrom's, you parked at Nordstrom's, that's where I usually park, but you wanted to go to the Apple store and you just started wandering right? It's going to take you much longer to get most likely to the Apple store than if you look at one of those big maps and you're like, oh, this is where I am right now. This is where I want to go. And this is the fastest way for me to get there. And that's what I want to help you do in this moment. So the very first phase, this is the novice phase. So if you're in the novice phase, you've experienced your own personal transformation likely. Um, and you want to help others do the same, right? A lot of us come into this work this way. This is how I came into this work. Um, I think Clarissa, who's going to be on the podcast this week, this is how she came into this work. It's very common to come into this work in this way. But you have no idea right now how to get started. And you're terrified that no one's going to take you seriously. You are afraid you won't be any good. You're afraid that people will get on a call with you and you won't know what to say. And hence, you are afraid to tell anyone that you're a coach or to even start to take on this new identity. Often in this phase, you spend a lot of time daydreaming about your coaching business, daydreaming about helping people. Well, you actually spend your conscious life, right? Not in your daydreams at a job that maybe you no longer want to be at. And you fear that you, the fear of not being good is holding you back from taking the necessary steps, right? To make this dream a reality for you. Many times I will see in this phase, you keep toying around with maybe a website, right? Like maybe you even downloaded some program or you've gone on Weebly or Wix, one of those, and you started playing around with it. You're thinking about different names about what you want to call your business. You're creeping on other coaches' pages to see what they're doing. I know, I did it too. And you're really just trying to figure out what they're doing with their clients. Or maybe you find yourself opting into every single freebie out on the internet. Okay, guys, if this is you, give me a one in the comments. Look, I've been in every single one of these stages, so there's no shame whatsoever. So if you identify as the novice right now, go ahead and drop me a one, just so I know. All right. I know people are just kind of starting to join too. So maybe we don't have any ones yet, which is great, but I'm likely, I'm gonna guess when people are watching the replay, there's gonna be a one here or there. I know I was a one at one point and again, not a big deal. Okay, let's move into the second phase. The second phase is what I call the dabbler phase. And you know coaching is what you wanna be doing. You've even started to dabble in it. Hence the name. You've personally experienced what happens when you get coached and you know it works. You have some tools, but you don't feel 100% confident in them or your ability to fully use them. Likely you've offered some free coaching, 
Maybe you've even had a few clients already, but you feel wobbly when it comes to charging because you don't feel certain in the value that you bring. You question if you're presenting yourself in the right way. Maybe even if there's a right or wrong way to lead the session. When you should share a tool with your client and if there's a right one at a right time. Maybe you've been binging on personal development for a while. Hey, hands up here. I've been binging on it since I was 16 years old. And then now you finally got certified as a coach or you've been successful in another area of wellness and now you're ready to transition into coaching. You get on a consult call and you really want to feel that the promise you are making is coming from deep within. And right now though, it's wobbly. So you're hesitant. You want to feel like you can 100% deliver on the problems and deliver results on the problems people bring. You really, really in your heart, you know you're meant to have a coaching business and you really want one thriving with clients you love. Okay, so drop me a two if this sounds familiar to you, if this is resonating. I spent a while in the dabbler phase. All right, so the dabbler phase, the good news is, is it's very, very easy to jump right into the traction phase. You can shift very easily into it. The traction phase, clients come to your, your sessions, cannot talk and say amazing things about you. And you feel like they're making progress, but there's this nagging feeling. It's like right back there. That makes you feel like you just are winging it all the time. And you leave the session wondering, was that helpful? Here's a tell, tall tell sign, guys, that you're doing this is if you're constantly asking for feedback from your clients. Was this good? Did you enjoy our session? Okay, you're looking for validation from them, from your clients, because you want them to validate you so you can believe that you are doing a good job. You have this inherent little worry, right? That one day you won't be able to wing it anymore and your clients might stump you. And you feel like you're kind of always trying to figure out where and how to find the clients. And you're just ready to be that sought after coach. Okay, so if you are a three, drop a three in the comments so I can see how many coaches out there right now we have listening who are in this phase. It's a really good phase to be in, but what I want you to know is there's actually a fourth phase that is even better. I know that there's many of you listening right now that, that phase three sounds really great, but what I want you to know is phase four is where we want, or I would imagine we all want to be. So let's hear about it. It's called the unstoppable phase. And you see yourself as a coach you can always get people results, no matter what they bring to your session. You feel so confident in your skills and tools, and you know that you can guarantee people results. You have your own unique process that you take them through. And you even have begun to come up with your own concepts and ideas, which in the coaching world, if you're not familiar, we call intellectual property. You are making consistent five-figure months. Your clients are raving about your coaching. 
constantly sending you messages thanking you for changing their lives. And they love referring you to their friends, their colleagues, and their family. You feel this deep sense of pride in your work and what you're really doing for society. And you know you're changing the lives of people, the people in front of you, but you know that actually you're also changing the lives for generations to come, which is absolutely incredible. Okay, you have that thriving coaching business with soulmate clients. And you know without a doubt that no matter what a client throws at you, you've got it, you can handle it. Even the resistant clients, even the challenging clients, right, who are struggling, you don't see it any longer as a reflection of you, right? You don't make it mean that you're a bad coach in any way. Instead, you're just 100% solution oriented. So let that sink in for a minute. Hmm. Doesn't that sound absolutely fucking amazing? Hey, it is. I know it is. I'm living it and it is so amazing. And if you want this, I want to know. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a heart. Give me a something. Because this is seriously what is available for you. So if you're currently spending a lot of time creating assets for your future clients, thinking about how you're going to create a funnel, branding, a logo, marketing, a website, all these things, I want you to know, I want you to put that to a side for a moment because it's not what you need to be focusing on. And what we're going to cover right over the next few days is exactly what you do need to do in order to go from having zero clients to having a practice full of clients that you love and making really good money doing what you love. So let's talk about those top three mistakes that coaches make that halt their clients' results and how to overcome them for good. Because when your clients are getting incredible results, my friends, they will tell everyone about you. And this is the easiest way, my friends, to grow your business. What I'm gonna share might seem repetitive, it might seem familiar, but I cannot emphasize enough as a coach how important these three things I'm going to share with you today are. They are going to help you become that unstoppable coach. And while so many of us think we have all of this just down packed, in truth, we don't. In theory, yeah, sure. But in practice, uh-uh. So the first one is your ability to stay neutral during a coaching session. So staying neutral is your ability to not interject your opinions, your beliefs into the coaching session. I want you to hear that again. Staying neutral is your ability to not interject your opinions or beliefs into the coaching session. So for example, a client comes to you and tells you she wants to get a divorce. Whether, whatever you think about the situation, it doesn't matter. Nowhere in any shape or form does it come into the coaching relationship. Your opinions while you're coaching her need to be put on the side. And this is where so many coaches go wrong. 
So, right, like it's their inability to stay neutral. And then what happens is they start to feel responsible for their client's results. And then you make your client's stagnancy or lack of results, a reflection of you as a coach. And as a result, you end up feeling, you don't feel confident. And when you come to your coaching sessions, you're a bit wobbly and you get in your head instead of being able to stay fully present. And what happens in the end, I see all the time, is you stop looking forward to working with your client or you stop making offers, right? For people to come work with you. And one of the reasons why you're subconsciously afraid of the coaching sessions is because you aren't able to create this neutral boundary of what's happening and you feel responsible for their results. I want you to hear that. When you take away being neutral and you interject yourself and your opinions and your beliefs, that neutral boundary is eliminated. And what happens is as a human, we can't help but feel responsible and it is not your responsibility for what your clients do and don't do. So what do you need to do to fix it? Okay, my biggest tip to become neutral is you must, 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 must. I don't know how to say this. I say this all the time. So I'm going to say it again. So you must integrate a signature self-coaching practice. Okay. If you are a coach, my guess is you already know what that entails. But if you don't, we're going to talk about it right now. But even if you do, I see so many coaches missing the mark with themselves. So in order to be able to do these things well, it's important that you're doing your own daily self-coaching. It's how you keep your mind clean. It's like you got to brush your teeth every freaking day to keep your teeth healthy, right? So understanding your own beliefs is essential if you want to be able to coach from that neutral place. Let's be real. We're humans. You're a human being. I'm a human being. We all have our own opinions. It's not a problem. But when you start to interject your opinion, you're just stepping out of the role of coach. And the truth is you can't possibly know what's the best decision or action for your clients to take. Only they can decide that. And as a coach, it's only your job to empower them to come up with the best solution by staying curious from a neutral perspective. So in your workbook for day one, I have given you some really great questions, okay? To start with for your own self-coaching. I want you to also think about great questions. Okay, just start ah, for your sorry. Self-coaching. I'm not sure why my phone started talking. I was trying to keep track of the comments. Anyways, okay, let's get back to it. In your workbook for day one, I've given you some great questions to start with, but I don't want you to end there, right? I want you to start there and then start to ask yourself more, go deeper. When you self-coach, my promise to you is you will be able to show up to your calls clean and from a neutral place, which is so, so important. You will be able to show up more powerfully with a sense of ease and a sense of confidence. When you do this work, you will become more efficient with your clients. You will be able to get to the root of their problems quicker and help them create results faster for themselves. Because the truth is, is your clients are always a mirror and you will have taken yourself through the process 
right? So you will already know things that they're experiencing, right? You won't know their exact experience, but you will be able to help them navigate it in a faster way. Also, again, your opinions will not get into it. They will not dilute it. All right. So let's talk about the second mistake that a lot of coaches are doing, that I see a lot of coaches are doing, that are halting your client's results. And when you halt your client's results, I wanna tell you guys you're halting your own results. Because the fastest way to grow your business with ease is by getting your client's results quickly, efficiently, right? They love you, they tell everyone, it's magic, okay? And you feel really good about the work you're putting out in the world. So the second one is not saying the hard things to your clients. Trust me, I totally fucked up on this in the beginning. I literally would always back out. And ironically, I was on um, a call doing a, a client spotlight with Amanda, one of my clients, and I think it went out this weekend. And one of the things she said she loves about my coaching is that I'm always willing to say the hard things. I'm always willing to tell the truth, right? But it didn't happen right away. Okay, I want you to know that it's taken a it's taken practice. It's a skill, seriously. So saying the hard things, it just means telling the truth, pointing out what you notice from that very neutral perspective. So let me give you an example of something that I've come into contact many times with clients, um, but especially when I was doing general life coaching. So client would come to me and she was complaining about her husband how everything he was doing was causing her her pain and suffering. Now, as her coach, it was my job to show her that her partner was not responsible for how she feels. Hear that again, okay? And if you're like, huh? Okay, then that's a tall, that's a sign, guys. You need to live your Dharma coaching certification. But her partner was not responsible for how she feels. Now, at first, this might, this felt really harsh to her, right? Like she was like, what are you talking about? Even got angry. But if I were to validate and agree with her and not tell her the truth, then I would be slowing her down. I'd be preventing her from making the necessary change within herself to stop her own pain. Because the truth is nobody controls how you feel. You control how you feel. And when you let them believe that someone else they lose all their power and they're just going to keep spinning their wheels. So here's what I see a lot of coaches doing. They're afraid to piss off their client. And it's not that you're, you're doing it from service, guys. I'm, I never say anything intentionally to anger my clients. So instead, you just beat around the bush. You sugarcoat it, maybe even ignore it. And in doing this, it's such a disservice, right? By not being direct and upfront, they're, you're not giving them what they truly are paying you for. And my guess is you're doing this because I was doing this because I was worried that I either A, might hurt their feelings, I might piss them off, they might quit on me. So it then became about me and not about them anymore. And so what happens is you avoid saying what needs to be said and then you stall the results and then they're upset anyway. So you do not want, we do not want to be doing this. We want to say those hard things. We want to tell them the truth. So I want to give you a little tactic I use when I feel that resistance. So you want to start to become really aware of resistance in your body. And again, you can do that through self-coaching, right? That's one of the benefits of self-coaching is start to be more aware of resistance in your own body. So when I feel resistance in my body, 
I grab, these are my stones, and I just grab them for a moment. I took a really big deep breath in, and then I exhale quietly. Even when I'm on a call, sometimes what I'll actually do is I'll say to my client, okay, let's just pause for a second. Let's take a deep breath in, and then exhale. And sometimes it's for me and sometimes it's for them in all truthfulness. But then I like start to maybe move my body a little bit. I'll take my stones and put them in my hand. So even on Zoom, you can move your hands, you can move your, heat, your feet. When you move a little bit, this is gonna help reground you, especially if you can put your feet on the floor and touch, touch a surface around you. And it's really important that then you plant this belief in your mind and you say it to yourself ahead of time. And in this way, it will come back to mind as you are in the session. But you remind yourself, me telling my client the truth right now is in service of my client. It helps her, it helps him get closer to their goal. And this is a, the utmost service to this person. That is exactly what I have to remind myself. And sometimes I have to pause. I even have it on a sticky note right beside my computer. Actually, I don't anymore, but I did for a really long time. Now it's just implanted in my brain. So it's really important that you practice this over and over. You can start by practicing on yourself. Check in with yourself. When are you letting yourself off the hook? When are you sugarcoating stuff, right? When are you avoiding things? You can practice with a partner with a close friend. Really though, you are your best first client, so practice this with yourself. So by doing this, my friends, your clients will start to show up for your coaching with a new level of commitment, I can promise you. They will show up having done the homework in between their sessions that you have given them, right? If you do that, they will start to show up like they have a fire under their ass and they are so committed to the work. And it is so fun to coach people that are committed. The person who hasn't gotten any results will all of a sudden have huge breakthroughs, my friends. So often as a coach, you're gonna have to say hard things to your client. You're gonna have to point out things to them that they might not be ready to hear yet. They might not be even aware of. And sometimes they become resistant and sometimes they even become triggered. And it's really important that you're self-coaching. So you don't take their reaction personally. And you don't start to make it mean anything about you as a coach. And instead you can stay neutral. And if they're feeling resistant, they're feeling triggered, you can help them go back to regulate their nervous system, right? Which is a piece I teach in my program because I don't believe it's all just thought work, right? So then you help them regulate their nervous system to help them then maybe begin to dive a little deeper into what is coming up for them. So learning to manage your own mind is essential. I cannot say that enough in order to be a truly effective coach, especially if you don't want to shut down or burn out. Okay, so let's talk about the third mistake that I see a lot of coaches struggling with, okay? And it's not setting powerful boundaries. Boundaries as a coach are setting the parameter of your coaching container. This creates safety, safety for the process of transformation. And safety is essential for your clients to get results. They have to feel safe with you. They have to trust you, right? In order for them to open up, right? In order for them to move past, right? Where they're trying to move through to get to the other side. So let me give you an example of a client of mine who I had early on. 
she was showing up late to every single call. In the beginning, I would still give her her a full hour because I had plenty of time. But what I want you to know is this does not set powerful boundaries. It did not teach her to respect her own time or my time, nor was I a good example for her for setting boundaries, which she had lots of boundary issues with the people in her life. So it's really important that you set up boundaries in advance for how you want your container to go, okay? It comes from a loving place, right? It comes from a place of service always. It allows them to take responsibility and ownership for their actions, right? For what's going on in their life. What they value as important, not just in the coaching container, but also in all of their relationships. Intimacy, my friends, is created by honoring and respecting boundaries. It's seriously the best way to build intimacy. It's the best way to build safety. And in a coaching relationship, these two ingredients are really, really important, okay? So if you don't set boundaries, you're missing a huge opportunity with your clients. You don't set boundaries, you may be left feeling resentful, frustrated, and even angry at your clients. This is not healthy for you as the coach or for your clients. Okay, so let's talk about the best way to set powerful, powerful boundaries. And it starts by you knowing in advance, like I said, what your expectations for your coaching container are. Get clear, get clear for yourself first. In your workbook, I've outlined several questions that I want you to ask yourself. Questions like, what kind of access do your clients get with you? How often for how long do they get access in between calls? Can they text or message you? Do you offer Voxer coaching? What do you do if someone's late to a call or misses a call? Do they get to reschedule? What do you do if someone's late on a payment? Get super clear on what your container is gonna look like first. That way, if a boundary is broken, you can just be clear from service, right? From love not from anger or resentment. You just get to be like, hey, this is the deal, right? And you can even tell them in advance. I wanna also encourage you to be setting boundaries with yourself. When you set boundaries with yourself, you build a deeper level of intimacy and trust with yourself, which is priceless, my friends. There is nothing, nothing as valuable, I believe, as that. And then it radiates into the relationships with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers. And it is so, so important. Okay, so just to review for a second, boundaries come from love. They're set to build intimacy, not to manipulate or try to control someone else. That's not what they're about. So don't go doing that with your partner. We don't set boundaries to manipulate someone. We set boundaries right, as a way for ourselves, for what we wanna let in, right, and what we don't. And I go way into detail in boundaries and I forget which module in the program, but we talk all about it so you can get really clean and clear for yourself and for your clients. So as a coach, it's important to set a powerful example for your clients. 
Many of your clients will struggle with setting boundaries in their lives. And one of the best ways they're gonna learn is by example. Think about your children. How do they learn best? By example. Clients are no different. Okay, so let's just take a moment. What do you need to do to be a really effective coach? There are three things you have to start with. Self-coach daily. You gotta make sure you're managing your own mind so you can come to your sessions with the clean slate, neutral, and be able to put your opinions on the shelf while you step into the role of coach. You gotta be doing your own work. Clean up all that subconscious programming that is not serving you. The more you do your work, the easier it will be to coach your clients. You will experience a version of what they are experiencing, right? And you will know and be able to say the hard things. It's not about you when they get resistant or upset, my friends. You'll be able to hold that space for them, which is really, really powerful to help them feel all their emotions, right? This is how we facilitate transformation. And then number three is you got to set powerful boundaries. Make those decisions in advance. And I recommend you do that in your personal life too. Decide how much time they get from you, right? When and where they get access to you? What happens if they don't show up? All those questions, set those boundaries. And then set the boundaries for you in your personal life. So for example, I have a boundary that someone can't just walk up to me and hit me. That's just not okay in my book, okay? So if that were to happen, well, I would obviously tell the person, I'm going to call the, the police. That is the consequence, okay? All right, little example. Okay, if you signed up, you should have received the workbook. Go through it, take your time, giving you some great prompts to help you get started in cleaning up your mind so you can start to show up for your clients from that neutral perspective, be able to say the hard things, not take it personally, and be able to set powerful boundaries. When you begin to do these things, your coaching will begin to transform and your clients will be so, so grateful for your support and your guidance. Seriously, guys, they will be raving about you to everyone. All right. So you got to share your homework in the group if you want to be entered into my drawing to win $500 off my program the next round, the April cohort, okay? So if you wanna win that $500 off, drop some comments in the group. Share some of your homework, please. It's how we all grow, we're gonna support each other. It's so fun this way, okay. All right, I'm gonna leave you with that for tonight. If you have any questions at all, please, 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 you may leave them, drop them in the Facebook group. Um, yeah. And um, I can't wait to hear from everyone. All right. Have a wonderful night, everyone. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Wellness Boss. If you want to learn more about my work, come visit me at rachelbethcoaching.com. That's Rachel minus the extra A, bethcoaching.com. I hope you'll have the most fantastic week. Don't forget to subscribe and review and to share this podcast with all your friends. See you next week. Namaste.